Welcome to Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I'm your host, Jeff Winkers, professional personal trainer with a passion for nutrition, psychology and mindset, and fitness. Wow, obesity and diabetes rates have increased 10%. To solve this, we need to nourish our bodies, flourish our mindset, and grind through hard work. Are you ready to nourish, flourish, and grind to better health and happiness? Hey everybody, time for another episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I'm your host, Jeff Winkers. Uh, Again, I am excited to come on back. We're on episode number three on season two. Uh, The last two weeks, we really touched on sleep and the importance of sleep and also how much sleep do you need. So if you haven't listened to those, I highly recommend those uh, in terms of just helping yourself out and finding out where you need to be for sleep. Now, this week, I want to turn our focus more on the exercise side of things. Um, and one question that I get asked quite often, um, and that I see quite often, it's actually a circumstance I see quite often, as, I, as a trainer of a cross-training gym, a uh, place where we, again, at Burn Boot Camp, where we offer different styles, and we never do the same workout twice. We do a mixture of strength training. We do high-intensity interval training. We do burst training. We do cardio. We do uh all sorts of kinds of things here. And a question I get asked a lot or situations I see a lot is you, I have either athletes that are, you know, whether it's marathon runners or um, triathletes or Ragnars or those Ironmans uh, to even bodybuilders coming in here is that I see, uh, I hear often is why do I need to cross train? Like I need to really train for this, uh, event. I, I'm doing a marathon in, in fall and I, I really need to run all summer. I really can't I, I can't be doing this here if I if I need to train for that. Um, or, you know, how do I cross train for a specific event? Whether it's again uh, a Ragnar, for example, I had somebody ask about just recently. Um, I know I have a lot of people doing again marathons and triathlons over the summer or bike races during the summer. And so finding out where you got to be for that is something that can be a little challenging in, in understanding is there importance to it and do I need to cross train and what is cross training? You might be asking yourself that right now. Well, do I have an answer for you? So cross training, guys, is really any exercise regimen in which you're using several modes of training to develop a specific component of your fitness. So, you know, for example, like strength training, become more uh, powerful and, and more, and obviously increase strengths. That way you're, you're able to do things, uh, be a little more efficient or endurance training, running, you know, creating, increasing your cardiovascular fitness. That way you can go, your stamina is increased. Uh, it goes into flexibility, you know, making sure that you're loose, that you're preventing injury, that you're able to be, um, limber when it comes to doing and completing certain obstacles like that. All of that is going to help improve your fitness. And so, you know, you often find, you know, and it's not just that athletes need to go into cross training. It's actually really common that you, we find that a lot of athletes are training for specificity and they're not ever getting outside of that. And it's becoming less and less common as we, as the science in terms of cross training and the understanding of the value of cross training has increased. Um, but a lot of us general population, um, we find ourselves getting into that rut of that like exercise routine. And I even know as a trainer, 
way back when I was in college, I I had my own share of of windows in my in my life that I was doing the same routine. I kind of did the same thing. I ran. I did spin, and that was basically it. Or I'd lift and do the same lifts Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then do the same lifts Tuesday and Thursday, and just finding you get in that exercise routine, and that is a big thing that you want to avoid. And so you might be wondering, like, why, you know, isn't any exercise better than no exercise? And I would say, yeah, you're, you're right. It, it is. Uh, and for the most part, in general, it is better to move and to exercise uh, than to not do anything. However, you should know some things happen to your body when you get into this exercise routine, when you, when you do the same thing over and over again. And it could be, it's, it's as short a window as even like a month at a time where you're doing the same thing. Um, over and over again during a month's time. And so what happens to yourself? You might be wondering, okay, well, talk to me. Like if I'm in a, I do the same thing every day and you tell me why that's not good or what, what happens to my body because of that? Well, for one, it, it reduces the progression and your rate of progression. So your body is amazing, guys. It's amazing. Your body is so freaking phenomenal at adapting. It is an adapting machine, okay? And so what happens when we are doing the same thing over and over again is your body will stop progressing at a higher rate. Um, and so you might notice, for example, that if you um, you start a new thing, for those of you that maybe are just starting out with exercise, like one thing you recognize as first-time exercisers, they are super, super sore after that first that first day, that first workout. Um, if you did for the first time and you haven't trained in months and you did 20 squats, uh, let's just use an example. You're going to be a lot more, you're going to be really sore. You're going to be the next day. You're going to be really sore and maybe for a couple of days. But if you do 20 squats over the next 15 days, 10 days by day 10, 15, all of a sudden you're not going to be really sore. You, you might not be sore at all. And that that's because your body has adapted to it. Your body is, again, amazing. Your body can adapt to stimulus um, you subject it to so uh, quickly and efficiently. Um, and, and put it in perspective, like it, it can happen in a matter of, of, of a few days to a week where your body is already used to it. It can adapt that quickly. It can happen that fast, guys. Um, and so when you do that, you're cheating your body of opportunities uh, to get more fit, to 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 transform yourself, to get stronger, and so it's super important that you you consider that. Like if you think about where you're at right now, in your in your progression, in your goals, like how long have you been at this point now, where you have not seen a lot of change? Think about that. Now, some of you might be cross-training a lot or doing a lot of different variety of things, and you probably aren't noticing that, and, and that's part of the reason why. But you, when you do that, you're actually, you're, for example, another thing that happens to your body is that because of that adaptation that happens, your body gets efficient. And when your body, that's the goal, is your body wants to be efficient and wants to adapt and make, make things less strenuous on itself. And so you burn fewer calories if you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like if you're, I know your Fitbit watch might tell you guys that you're burning such and such calories and it's always the same level every single day. But I can tell you right now that if you start running, you ran a mile for the first time in months, 
or even a year, like, yeah, that, that calorie range might be pretty accurate. But by the time you get to day 10, I bet that that's lower. Most likely it's lower on how many calories you've, you burn in that time span. If you continue to stick with that same mile, you just do a mile every day, um, your body will adapt and all of a sudden you're burning less calories. So then all of a sudden we hit that weight loss wall, for example, um, if you're somebody that's working on that, you're going to hit that wall and then get frustrated um, and not think about all the other aspects that are going into it. The other part of what happens to your body when you get into exercise routine is you you increase the uh, the probability that you're going to get injuries. And what they call that is actually a repetitive strain injury. So you see a lot of, that's why they call it like runner's knee. That's why you hear, you know, runners having shin splints or uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. If you're doing the same thing over and over again, um, or tennis, tennis, hitting the tennis ball, tennis elbow, like there's a reason they're called this swimmers, you know, have the same, they're doing the same stroke all the time. Those muscles, those joints are, it's stressing it because if you're doing the same thing day in, day out, you're never giving those joints and those ligaments and all that, that important structure around those joints an opportunity to repair and to recover and so you you increase your chance of repetitive strain injuries from doing the same thing over and over again and not changing it up um, and messing with your your routine and then another thing that happens actually and this isn't necessarily with your body is you get bored I mean how many you you if you're thinking out there like how many of you start a routine and you're super excited you're super uh, committed, you're you're consistent, you're accountable, and after a month of doing the same thing, you mentally kind of start checking out with even out even understanding why you're just you're just like I don't really feel like it. I'm kind of bored with it, and instead of like doing something else, you end up just stopping altogether. And so you decrease your uh, because of that boredom, you do, you're decreasing your accountability, you're decreasing your your consistency, and that's been seen over and over again. Um, in a lot of research, uh, and I don't have any studies up with me, but I've, I've, it, it is proven. You guys can go out and look that people that do the same thing over and over again, consistency and accountability, uh, that it is lower. They're not, they're not able to keep up with it quite like somebody who continues to, to switch it up. Um, and so that gets us into cross training and, and why it's beneficial, not only just for athletes, but for everybody. Um, your body needs that change stimulate, you know, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And if you're doing something that you're comfortable with all the time, you're not going to get change out of it. it. It's like one of the most classic quotes when it comes to exercise, fitness, uh, and growing yourself and becoming a more, a more positive and more benefit, or I should say complete version of yourself. I finally found the words for what I was looking for. Um, so why is cross-training beneficial for you in general? Like for those of you that just want to get into a routine and, and, or find a place where you fit, um, is we kind of start right off at the bat. You know, it prevents overuse injuries. Um, and like I said, it does that by it gives your joints, muscles, and ligaments a rest and time to recover. So if instead of like hitting the tennis ball all day and, and that's all you do for workout – well, let's say you one day skip that and instead come to a gym and do leg day. You're not using those those joints, those muscles, those ligaments in the same way. And so those joints, those muscles get time to actually recover. And if you guys don't know, understand the importance of recovery, go back. Season one, I talk about the importance of recovery. You need to recover. All right. Working out 
two or three hundred and sixty five days in a row at a at the same rate and doing the same thing, you are not going to progress. You're going to increase your risk of injury. That is not the way to uh, reach your goals healthfully. Um, that's not to say you can't, but it, it's not going to be done in the healthful, most healthful way. And so it's important to do that. And bonus with that too is the cool thing is the more you experience, the more you get out of your comfort zone, and the more you you bury things up, you're giving yourself this toolbox. And so let's say if you do get injured, and I'm not saying from like an overuse injury, but let's say you get injured, you know, you, you're playing, God, let's say soccer, pick up soccer, and you, you, you know, broke your ankle. Well, now you have all these options to go to, and now you're giving your way, yourself a way to stay active, to maintain your fitness, and to not fall off the wagon because of that injury. You have ways to be able to stay in to your workout and into your fitness and still value it and not fall out of it. Um, another part of it, the benefit of cross-training, for, for those of you in general, is it, it helps you build more new muscles, guys. We always say, you know, we look at so-and-so and we want those arms, we want that back, uh, we want our legs to be toned up. Um, if you're not changing it up, so like, for example, like you can spot a swimmer from a mile away because you can tell in their shoulders, they got all that definition in the shoulders, more muscle in their shoulders, you know, runners, you might see, you know, they're a little more calf definition. Uh, you know, there's so many different things that you notice, but those people, and those are most likely because they train specifically for that and they're not doing much else, or it's not to say they're not doing anything else outside of it. Um, but, but that's because they're doing the same thing and those muscles had to grow. And so if you want to com- kind of complete your body and create a well-rounded toned body, you know, find those, you know, create muscle definition in places where maybe you're not, you want, but you don't know how to get, well, the best way to go about it is cross train and you're building muscle in the legs, you know, strong legs, uh, powerful upper body, you're building your core strength, you're building muscle in that core. So that way you can have that flat stomach or you can at least, you know, shrink your waistline down. And that's one way you do that. And then also you guys understand you're building your heart. Your heart is a muscle. You're building your heart when you guys are cross-training. Because aerobic, let's say you run all the time. If you're running constantly, constant, constant, constant. Well, it gets to that point where your heart gets used to it. And you're not really progressing your heart's ability. Your heart adapted. The muscles in your heart, the neurons and the the uh, nervous system is adapted around that. And so it's there. your body got really efficient at it. So, of course, you can run better but if you're not challenging and you want to hit another level with running well you need to ch- you need to get your heart out of its comfort zone and do some hit do some bursts come in and do strength training it works your heart in a whole whole new way that your heart can't be worked with if you're just doing straight steady state cardio like aerobic you know running or or biking all the time and so that's a really good way to to look at it too is now you want you want tone you want definition you want to work your entire body and, and tone all these areas, well, don't do the same thing over and over again. Don't skip cardio days. Don't skip sprint days. Don't skip strength training days. You need those. There's a purpose behind every single one of them. And understand that that purpose plays a huge role in you reaching your goals. They all have a cog in the machine in order to help you reach your goal of whatever that goal might be for yourself. Um. And then, of course, I, it kind of goes based off what happens when you get in an exercise routine is you keep working out as an exciting part of your life. It keeps it fresh. It keeps it new. It keeps you your body guessing and you being challenged in different ways. And there's a better chance of you sticking with it. 
throughout the entirety and not falling into those ruts where you are doing the same thing. You just get tired with it, so you stop. And then it's a month later, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what happened to me? <sighs> I suppose I better start working out again. And then you do the same thing all over. You kind of go back to what you you know, which is understandable, all right? And that's why it's important to use somebody. If you are somebody that is not as self-motivated, it's okay. You're like majority of people um, when it comes to fitness. It, it Most people need that person to hold them accountable, and that's where a trainer helps you out or even a workout buddy helps you out because it keeps you accountable. It's not just you against you. It is somebody else saying, hey, I'm, you, I'm hold, I need you so I still work out. So you guys are balancing each other out and, and working off of each other. And then interestingly, cross-training is beneficial for your brain. So um, and what it does is it, it, it's, they found that it prevents memory loss as well as they find that learning new skills, which makes sense if you think about this, it, it helps your neurons fire more efficiently. And there's even some studies that show, obviously, you know, when you learn something new, you're creating new uh, pathways in your brain and you're connecting new, you know, neurons and fibers uh, within the brain and new connections. That's how it's important because if we're keeping our brain growing and, and developing and keeping it strong and working, again, almost your muscle or your brain acts as a muscle in that it needs to be worked out. Um, and you hear that all the time. And <clears throat> it's one of those things that we just don't uh, we don't think about, but it really is beneficial um, for for your brain. And so one thing that I, I found uh, it was really really interesting um, and how it can help with your brain is I gotta find it here, guys. Uh, it was really interesting though on how it helps with with your brain. And so what they found research shows that active individuals have lower risk of diabetes, high cholesterol, hypertension, um, and that obviously comes with exercising regularly. Um, but by cross-training, you're, you're creating more neuron-firing habits um, that can also reduce stroke and which can affect memory loss. So uh, it kind of goes two ways with just staying on top of it. That's why I like ballroom dancers um, that, that require – and other activities that require a little more skill and memorization – are really good things to do every once in a while because they require you to use your brain and engage and to be engaged with it. You're not just kind of, you know, half, you know, mindlessly going through things. You have to think about it um, as you go. And so kind of put it in perspective for, you know, those that work with me. Um, and, you know, even if you're not working out at a burn, for your trainers, I know some people like to just work out with time and group exercises. You know, I'm going to do time. But that's why counting your reps and why we do those things, it's not just so that way – it's not from the trainer side of things so we don't have to look at our watch. It's There's a purpose behind it because it's keeping you actively engaged with the workouts and, and keeping you on your toes to say, hey, you need to remember what reps you're on. And not you're not only working on your body physically. You're not only knowing where you're at with your reps, um, but you are also working your brain and you're, you're helping, again – maintain a healthy brain and that's obviously goes with exercising and it's one of those things that it's just going to help it's it, why not you know brain is our brain function is super important as we age and we don't want to lose that we want to minimize the the degradation that happens to our brain as as we age we want to try to keep that brain stimulating as long as possible so for general guys it, it is really really healthy to help because it, it does that and it, it helps with 
uh, weight loss and just breaking that that plateau. It can help with uh, overuse injuries and preventing overuse injuries and keeping your body healthy and, and keeping it from from again overusing something so much that again it's like you have to grease up you know the parts of a car. It's because you got to be able to, you got to keep it loose. You got to keep it fluid. If you you notice if you 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 keep chiseling at a rock, guys. You know, you keep pounding at it, keep pounding at it. Well, it keep, eventually it chips away and you break it down and it's not going to be as strong. And that's what happens to your body, both your joints, your muscles, your bones, all those kind of things. So if you're not actively already doing that, like I challenge you to go out and, and incorporate some new ways of, of exercising um, in, your, in your routine, in your exercise lifestyle. And that's what I would call it. I wouldn't call it a routine. I call it a lifestyle, the way that you're going to go about it. Now, for some of you that are athletes, it's a little, it, it basically is the same thing, but there's some other, uh, there's some things to go into for you guys as athletes, those that are training for things, that cross-training benefits. And so one, again, the first thing, it's very similar to those that are doing in general, you know, general exercise, doing it to be healthy, stay in shape and live long. Um, but for those that are in more competition, it's prevent, it's going to help you prevent those overuse injuries. So that way you guys, again, are staying safe. If again, the number one reason most people cross train right now is to prevent injury um, for athletes. I um, mean, it can ben- it benefits all every almost every athlete. I you know, it just doing the same thing that repetitive movement is just going to only inhibit your ability to recover um, from those workouts, and so it's going to improve your your performance because instead of if you're focusing on cardio day after day. Um, Adding a couple days of strength training is going to help build muscles um, that will make doing cardio, not cardio, cardio a little easier. And you might be wondering why. And so one of the most, the coolest things that ever validated this for me was when I first started here training is I had a couple marathon runners. I'm going to name drop uh, Kara Benson and Christina Bertelson. Uh, they or both their half marathoners or marathoners. Uh, sorry if I got it wrong, ladies. I can't remember which one for sure. And I think you've both done them both. Um, but interestingly, um, one of my favorite stories was Kara actually came to me after her race. I think she did the granddad uh, marathon here or half here in lacrosse. And one of the coolest things she said is like, I improved my time by nine minutes. And she said, she said to me, the only thing that I did different this time was I did this. Is I did burn boot camp. I did this, which is very, it is cross training because we do so many things in here. Um, and you might, so for her, it was like you see that and it, it's one of those things that you kind of got to do it to believe it um, for some of you. But I'm telling you, if you incorporate, just trust the process. But why does it help? You might be wondering why. Well, I want you to think about this. If there's certain aspects of strength training that we work you know there's hypertrophy which is building muscle size there's strength training which is improving um the amount you can lift or carry and then uh for you know in force and then there's power which is more how much force you can uh, put onto an object well what really helps with running is it's a process you got to be able to build hypertrophy build muscle in order to support more increasing more strength once we have more strength we're able to produce more power typically that's kind of how to look at it now it doesn't need to be any one of those things um, but it improves improves your capacity to increase power well when running if you think about every stride you take if you are able to 
apply more force to the ground, which is going to make you go even an inch further on each stride, your time's going to improve because now you have to exert less energy to to do the same thing because you're more powerful with each uh, stride, which is going to improve your time, which is going to help in those times when you need to kick um, because cardio is great for when you need to uh, – anaerobic cardio is great for like during the race, but let's say on a kick, you know, on the last – you know, stretch where you just need that little boost to really push you, you, this, how you train for it. Well, that doesn't come from you doing cardio. If you, even if you've gotten better and you know that you, you put more pressure and more, more into your kick per se, quote unquote. Well, that is actually coming from power. That is coming from the muscles of your legs. That is not coming from the pumping of your heart. You didn't get more power because of, you didn't get more out of it because of your, your cardiovascular fitness. You get that that kick, that power burst, because of how much power and strength you have in your legs, for example, on a run, than you do from that cardio. So that's right there. They're going hand in hand, and they're working off of each other there. And then another thing that athletes, this, other than obviously the general things that I touched on, why how this helps you is it helps give you options for recovery days. And so you can use that instead of spending your rest or recovery day on the couch, you can still be active by doing some light cross-training activities such as, you know, going and doing yoga um, or meditating or going to do Pilates or, you know, if you're a runner, like going and doing a, a spin class or, you know, just a light spin class or, you know, all those little things are going to be a great day. It can be looked at as a recovery day because you're not using those muscles in the same way that you're using uh, them during that activity. And a side note here, I do want to emphasize, like for those of you that are runners, for example, like just because you don't, aren't actively using, for example, your arms during running, you wouldn't think of it as a big part of running. You do need upper body strength in your core, in your, in your upper body to be able to hold yourself upright, to keep your posture upright, because otherwise it takes energy to keep yourself there. So if you think about yourself, if you can hold that position better because your muscles are stronger, again, your body doesn't have to put so much energy into maintaining that posture, maintaining using those arms as you run. Um, it's less energy that it has to expend in order to be efficient. And so you want to expend most of that energy of the important parts of the race. Well, you do need to spend time on our day still. And again, arm day could be looked at as a recovery day, for example, for runners. So those, the, all those options, what that does is it provides you with an option to go out and recover and not just do it by sitting on the couch. Um, you can actually recover by, it, it's actually shown that you can recover better by doing some light cross-training activities. Um, so athletes, if you are not cross-training, you really, like you're missing out and you're, you're, you're losing an opportunity to get better and improve your fitness and improve your performance. And one of the top ones I see again are, are runners, swimmers, bikers. Those are the ones I, those are the toughest ones that I find that it's hard because, and I can understand, like if you think you want to get better at running, a lot of people use running as exercise. Like you just got to run. All right. But it, now you need to change your mindset into a, an athlete. If you look at basketball players, if you look at football players, professional level, uh, WNBA, or even you know the NFL, the NBA, soccer, they all do cross-training. They are not just going out. Think about this, and you know this probably too. You're not, their exercise is not just going to practice every day and practicing their sport. That is practice. They separate it. It's practice, 
and then doing their their other side of their fitness, their cross training, whether that is a strength conditioning, uh, a strength and conditioning program, or you know, and they you see a lot now in these these industries and in these professional sports and college level, they are incorporating yoga, they're incorporating Pilates, uh, they're incorporating a lot of these things into everything because it, it's it's become proven, it's become. Um, more understand, understood that it is important to cross train because if not, uh, you're going to tighten up in certain spots. You're not going to be as loose. You're not going to be as free um, in terms of physically to be able to be to, to improve that fitness, all right, to improve your ability and that performance on the field. And so, and then the other thing I want to also reference, and this is, I don't want anybody who does CrossFit to take this personally, but if you guys watch the CrossFit games, I will tell you right now, that's why CrossFit is is a sport in my eyes because those that complete compete in the CrossFit games don't train CrossFits and wads every day, all right? They do more sports-specific, like, strength conditioning programming, and then they practice their cross-training exercise, their routines. Uh, I'll even use that as an example for, my, for when I did Burn Athlete. Uh, last year, and, and our very own Terry, uh, uh, Terry Swenson from Holman, she is going to be complete, competing in the, ath- the Burn Athlete Games this year. Her and I actually just had a great discussion on what to do to, perf- uh, to train for that. We came up with a thing that we have a set, ex- set of exercises, I think it's 10 exercises that we have to do for the Burn Athlete Games to compete in. And we came up with a plan where she's only on, on average – right away right now doing her performance the the competition exercises like once a week and actually I think uh Terry will have to correct me if I'm wrong if you listen to this uh I think for the first two weeks she's not doing anything that has anything to do with the cross or with the burn athlete games that's what's cool um and then as we get closer to competition we're going to start increasing the more that she does those things but we're still keeping the cross training aspect of her of the program. That is how that's how I trained for it when I did it last year. I did one day a week to start, where I did the specific routine. I did uh, only those exercises. The other five days that I worked out, I did just I did cross training. I did uh, strength training specific. I did cardio, uh, anaerobic, anaerobic training to get to improve that. Um, but I only did the specific exercises, the competition exercises, one day. Uh, until I got closer and closer, and then I upped it to two days and did and kind of dropped down the intensity of my cross training days. That's how I was able to perform. And, and if you ask any other trainers that do that and burn, that's I can I would say confidently that most of them are doing it that way. And if you watch, for example, the CrossFit games, those athletes do not just do those wads every single day. They are not just doing that because, trust me, they, their bodies would break down and not be – they just – CrossFit is so high intensity that their bodies wouldn't be able to – they wouldn't be ready and be able to perform up to peak level if they were doing it that way because their body needs rest and needs recovery, and it, the repetitiveness is only going to increase their chance of, of, of injury. So something to consider, just a side note on that, um, and that, again, cross-training – is not just a one person thing. It's not just a one sport thing. Everybody really can benefit from cross training. So I want to go through a couple do's and do nots of cross training. So first off, there's a couple here. I got six. I have three do's. I have three do nots. 
when it comes to pertaining to cross training. Do try new ways to cross train. All right. Don't just stick with like, don't just run and strength train, run and strength train, cardio, strength train, cardio, strength train. Incorporate new ways, you know, from Pilates to yoga uh, to swimming. If you're not a swimmer, if, like try swimming if, uh, or do other styles of, of exercise such as Tabata um, or, you know, doing jumping plyometric training is super, super beneficial to those that are uh, performing in terms of performance and just in general. And I, I take that a step further in that like also try new ways with your repetitions and your sets. Don't stick with the same rep, the rep sets throughout the entire course of your training. Um, mess with them a little bit. And when I say that, it means going to failure. Like you start out, if we're building hypertrophy, I went in this uh, uh, in the last season with reps, like where should you be at? Well, you need to be in that, you know, for hypertrophy, we want to be in the, anywhere between 8 to 15 reps. But you should be failing by the last rep that you need to be at. So if your goal is 13 reps, you should not be able to do a 14th rep. You know, but messing around with that is also going to help you with it's a it's a kind of a stop kind of cross training in terms of repetitions or supersetting you know doing two exercises back to back without any recovery or maybe the next week you do triple sets and you do some you know where you do three exercises in a row without uh, changing it up or then you, the, you know the next time you just do a circuit style you know and then you focus on this many reps for that or this amount of time for that so messing with the time the duration the intensity the amount of weight that you push lighter one day or you know medium one day a little heavier the next power the next uh week you know just really you, there's so many variables that you can mess with so have fun with it that's what makes it exciting and talk to your trainer about how you can how you can do that and what's the best way to go about it for me uh strength or sports performance and, and training people that style is my uh, is really how I train my my clients here at Burn Bootcamp Lacrosse South but it's, I have a lot of fun with messing around with reps and sets. And so for my ladies that are listening, come talk to me about, like, this is your goal. You want to improve strength here. Okay, well, let's take a look. Are we ready to build strength there? Okay, we're ready to build strength. And that's what the in-body, uh, our new weighing and, and body fat measuring system allows us to do is to see where that muscle mass is at. And are we ready to build strength? Or do we need to build some more muscle first, that muscle size, more muscle fibers before we can build strength? Um, or are we ready to start kind of pushing into power uh, areas of our of our training. And so talk to your trainer. I'm sure they would love to, to go into it. It's, it's trainers are nerds about this stuff, guys. Don't ever feel bad about asking them, well, how many should I do? Okay, you should do this many. And if they see your weights isn't, weight isn't right there and that you could have done more, it's like, okay, well, you need to up your rep or up your weight before you, and then do it again. So use that. It's a kind of a, another aspect of ways of trying new ways of cross training, not only in styles from, like I said, Pilates, yoga, spin, swimming, Tabata, hit, uh, burst, uh, strength training. Oh, there's so many different ways to do it and so many options, but also getting into reps, into sets, into duration. So that's another thing. Do not avoid recovery days or, or weeks. It is important. Again, I, I really encourage you to go back and listen to my my episode on recovery and the importance of it. There's a lot of good information and, and I hope that it helps you understand why recovery is important. I just had a really good conversation with a client or a member today here at Burn 
Uh, she taught, she just took a week off and she came back this week and holy, she, you could just see it as this new pop, this new little oomph in her step, in her, in her power, in her squats and in her repetitions that she was completing. There was more to it. And that's, you know, that comes from her taking the time to go and recover. And really she had no choice. She actually was gone for a week. There's no burns uh, anywhere close, so she walked a lot. That's what I would encourage you to do. It's okay to even lessen the intensity. Maybe you're a six-day-a-week exerciser. You need to recover. Set recovery days, and that doesn't mean sit on the couch. It means go try yoga. Go try walk. Just go for a walk, you know. Go for a light, light jog. Like do something a little different, light intensity, lower intensity, something that's just going to help let your body catch up with you because if your body's never able to catch up it's only going to stress it and your body then you're not going to see the results either and then you fall into a trap that we want to avoid so do not avoid recovery days recovery weeks and the other thing i wanted to say on that is that even if let's say you're for example let's say for burn boot camp for example if you're a six day a week burner next week maybe like after doing three four weeks in a row of that like come the fifth week and do two, three days, maybe more lighter intensity days. And tell your trainer, tell me, if I'm your trainer, tell me, hey, I'm going to take a recovery week. I need you to help me keep the intensity low. Do not push me this week. One of the biggest things I find is we don't always need to be killed in every single workout. And that's how I train. I am, My goal is not to kill you every single workout because I know that if you want to reap the benefits and to succeed – and yeah, you might get that success in six months of busting your butt like that after not doing anything like this ever. But if you are not taking time to recover, there's going to be a point where that success stops. If you're not changing it up, that success is going to stop. I'm, I, I know I'm getting really aggressive there, guys, but it, I'm so passionate about it. And it's one of the biggest, biggest mistakes that trainers can make is by not encouraging recovery. You got to help your trainer out. And a lot of that comes from trainers worrying that if we let you do that, if we encourage you to do that, you're going to fall into a rut and you're not going to come back and you're going to fall out of it. Because I know that too. I have, I've had that happen to myself. But that is our job as trainers to hold you accountable and say, hey, if you can't handle not coming at all, well, then you need to come a couple days, but you need to talk to me and we need to take this intensity lower for a week. That is our responsibility. So that and trainers out there, please don't lose sight of what we what we know. It, you need to encourage your 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 the people you train to do what's best for their body, and recovery is important for their body. Don't discount that. Do another do. I move on. Do continue to practice for competition. So keep running. Don't replace running with cross training and just do cross training like continue to practice for your competitions for your your performance for your run for your race whatever it is continue to practice for that in whatever way you have to do not you you got to do it's do them both incorporate mesh the two together that's that's a big do do not overtrain this kind of goes with the under recovery thing do not overtrain. Do not go so crazy. Like, don't think that every day you you cross train, you still have to run, or you still have to practice for competition. Especially 
especially uh, later on in as you get closer and closer to the race, like two a day should not be a thing. It's, I would say within a month out, two a day should not be a thing when it comes to you uh, for your competition. Maybe, you know, when you're four, five months out, like that's something when you're starting to get into the routine, that's fine. But you, if you're going to do two a days, you need to incorporate recovery in there. So don't forget that. Okay. Do change up. And this goes into uh, your reps. Do change it up. Don't always do the same cross training. Like one week, do some yoga. Or maybe two weeks you do yoga as part of your recovery. And then the next week, you know, you do more of a jog or a walk as part of your your um, your cross training. And like change it up. Maybe you go for a spin class one week. You know, keep your body guessing. But that also goes into changing your reps, changing your style uh, of of your workout from a superset to a triple set to uh, Tabata style to burst training to messing with your reps and cha- training for strength, training for hypertrophy or power, whatever that might be, but change it up. Do change it up, right? And that goes along with cross-training. And lastly, do not, do not overreact to soreness. Now, this is, I say this with caution, okay? Listen to your body. Know the difference between your hurt and your sore. Because if you're cross-training and you've been doing the same, you know, let's say you've been in a routine for a while, Cross-training is going to cause soreness because you're going to be working a muscle or a muscle group that you're not, your body's not accustomed to. So, of course, you're going to have some response, some physical response by your body, and that's going to be in soreness. So don't overreact and say, I'm never going to do this again. Again, know the difference between injury and soreness. So don't overreact. So that is the my, my six do's and do nots. So three of each there. So go back in and review that. I get really fired up about the recovery thing. I'm really passionate about that. Um, it's one thing that I want to make sure that you got to find that balance, okay? You need to still challenge yourself and push yourself, uh, but you also need to find you need to find that balance the time to recover. It's like nutrition. Got to eat really, really well, but like don't deprive yourself of enjoying something with the family, but do it with purpose, okay? So the last thing I want to touch in guys before I let you guys go is like how do what are ways to incorporate cross training? How do I, how can I cross train? So just starting out very basically, um, if you normally do a lot of running, try a spin class to work your lower body in new ways and maybe some laps of swimming to do more of a full body. Um, that's an example of how like you can incorporate lower body at a very simple or a, a cross training, a very simple way for, for example, for running. Now, if you're somebody who has got like specific goals and you you need to build certain strength, I know like whether you're doing like a tough mud or like things that are full body workouts, you need to you need to make sure that you still incorporate strength training because you do need that strength to be able to pull yourself up, to crawl through, to power through, to climb up hills. Like you need the strength to be able to do that and the power to be able to do that. Um, so if you want to increase your strength and in, in, or your your strength, go make sure you hit those strength trainings and build muscle and add that to your routine. Um, and actually, a way that you can do that is like a way that maybe you don't have access to a gym or weights. Using like a rowing machine is a great way to build strength because it actually works your whole body. Plus, you're getting some cardio in there, but it's probably different than what you're normally used to. Now, if you're somebody that needs to incorporate and improve your endurance and increase your stamina, then that's where like incorporating runs. If you're somebody that isn't a runner and you're doing more bodybuilding or powerlifting, incorporating some some 
long distance run is not it's going to help with recovery but it's also going to help cross train you a little bit increasing your endurance and in, in your stamina for that so it'll increase that cardiovascular endurance um, to help in one sport you know no matter what it is and then flexibility training yoga pilates are always a great option um, but even like doing your own stretches um, are really really helpful like make sure you get into you know do a 10 minute stretch routine at least you know i would say at minimum like three times a week two three times a week at minimum like have like a good stretch that you guys can go through um that's why i like yoga classes because they help focus different ways of moving and stretching um but know that yoga and pilates can both be strength as well so you got to know what style of yoga or pilates you're going into um but then utilizing foam rollers and and um, those kind of things, massage and, and all that is options as well to improve flexibility training um, and, and ability. So those are ways that you can incorporate that in. And so if there is anything specific that you guys want help on, my listeners, like feel free, reach out to me on Instagram at Jeff Winkers. Shoot me an email, uh, jeff at burnbootcamp.com. I'm more than happy to help you out. Um, I don't need anything for it. I just, I love helping you guys out. So feel free to reach out to me and ask for advice because this is one aspect that I am, I love working with and, and I'm super passionate about it. I'm sure you could tell as I kind of got off on the tangents. So, um, but those are ways if you, it, it does vary on, on your sport and on what you're training for, where you're at in your training, how far away your training is. Those variables do impact how you want to cross train but you still want to incorporate it in. So those are ways that I would suggest in cross-training um, in general. But again, for more specific help, feel free to reach out to me or you know, talk to your trainer. If you have a trainer, talk to your trainer. Talk to a fitness instructor. They should have some general idea on how to help you uh, achieve that. So um, that is cross-training, guys. So I think the, the, the takeaway is to very simply incorporate cross-training into your routine it is super important from whether you're doing it for performance to be able to be a better athlete or you're doing it as somebody who just wants to stay healthy stay fit stay active and live a long healthy life um it it is beneficial for every single side of this and it really can benefit just about everybody if not everyone if not everybody um so i hope you guys uh took a lot out of that i love uh i love coming on here and doing this for you guys. So if you have feedback, let me know. Uh, but so that is cross training, guys. Again, go out, incorporate it. If you have questions, reach out to me or talk to your trainer. But other than that, have a great rest of your week, guys. I'll see you next week. I'm hoping to come on with a guest next week to talk a little bit. And I will keep you guys updated on that as we get closer. So have a good rest of your day, guys. Have a great week. Go out there and keep nourishing, flourishing, and grinding. I will see you guys next week. See you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of Nourish, Flourish, and Grind. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure I would love it if you guys rated and reviewed it, whether it's good, bad, or negative. I want to know so I can help you all better in nourishing, flourishing, and grinding towards a better you. Thanks, guys.